Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Lance Curve Show. This is a wonderful time for me because I haven't spoken to my dear brother here in such a while. He's very, very busy traveling the world. He's very, very busy lecturing. He's very, very busy doing things that Black men are supposed to do. He is in the position and in the area of education, and he is here to educate. His background is very vast, very vast. If we were to hear, if I was to sit here and go down the list of all of his credentials and all good that he's associated with, we'd be here for the next three hours for part one out of 10, okay? So this is Dr. Issa Virat White Muhammad, and I'm welcoming you in, PhD, welcoming you in again. This is not, you're not a guest, you're family. So for the people who just moved into the block in the last month, he may not have been around, but this is his house, okay? And um, you're here, we had a brief conversation, I called you, and um, I had a question for you because you see, when I do videos, I don't shoot off with the mouth with stuff I don't know. What I know is what I know. I ask questions and I point things out. And it angers many when I speak on touchy subjects that they feel mad at because of me living in the motherland and speaking in favor of the motherland. We know Memorandum 46 was put out there to keep us separate. We have a lot of agents in America on YouTube who try to separate black people from the Caribbean, America, Canada, the diaspora, and the motherland, South America. And many of these people are so ignorant and butthurt waiting for their daddy, their government daddy, to give them that reparations check that pretty much won't come. If they give it out, I'll take it. You know why? Because I know how to use it. So now, brother, I'm going to pose a question to you or read off a statement that was left on, and I'm going to give this uh, person some internet fame, but how do you feel about that overall? And I'll pose the question to you and I'll ask you to answer it. Well, first of all, I, I want to thank you, Brother Lance, and allowing me to be on your show. It's been a long time. Um, thank you. And you are one of the great journalists of our time. You speak truth to power. You hold no punches back. And that's why we love you, and that's why some people fear you. They thank fear you, you because of the truth, the dedication, and your commitment to the struggle of, for freedom and independence and justice for black people and brown people and yellow people and even white people all over the world. And may God continue to bless you. Thank you. Before I go into the question, I do want to put on my diplomat hat for a second, just for a second. Yes. One of the reasons why African-Americans may pose questions like the one that is being posed by our brother that I'm going to answer it's because many of them have bought into the propaganda that Africa is not what it is and Africans are somehow separated from their struggle and their, and their, and their line of uh, culture. And the reason why they're, they, that, that, that they're being separated is because the United States is in a war with China, with Russia, uh, with India, with Pakistan, and even Israel in reference to who's going to have the major influence in Africa. You must understand 
that whoever controls Africa in the 21st and 21st century, 21st and 22nd century, controls the world. So therefore, you must be careful, Black Americans in particularly, I'm talking to them, that you don't play the pawn for the white Americans to, to, to follow the path of ultimately subjugating your own brothers and sisters in Africa for the benefit of white America and the EU, European Union. So therefore, sometimes they preach an idea that they don't know what they're talking about. Now, let's get to the question now. In reference okay, to this, the stories. Yes, this, this question was, uh, not question, but it was a statement. And it was on a video that I put up on July uh, 29th, 2022. And the title of it was, and it has pictures of Malcolm X on there, on the banner, are Ado's followers in a severe state of mental illness spawned by Memorandum 46, all right? And I'm gonna give the brother his credit, right? His name is Denmark Vesey, right? That's his, <laughs> that's his, uh, of all names, right? Oh, <laughs> Right? And yeah, um, on, Denmark. Here's, here's the statement and questions that he said. At what point do we address how we came under the rule of the oppressor. Africans captured and sold Africans to the oppressor. I understand you wanting American Africans to acknowledge our African roots, but at what time does Africa and those who participated in the slave trade acknowledge their part and provide some sort of reconciliation to repair that bond? Now, there were a couple of more smart aleck uh, uh, questions or statements because I didn't respond right away. Like I said, I um, I don't really run down <clears throat> to speak on a, sub a subject I don't know completely about, but from being connected to you, I know it, but I may not be able to articulate it with the facts. Therefore, I don't want to come, come off stupid or like I'm misinformed because okay. this is your ability. I'm here as the plate, and you're the food on the plate, brother. So I know my role. Now, there, um, okay, there, there's another couple of comments here by one who has been trolling me, okay, after the same statement now, right? Victor Thomas, here's a little bit of fame and acknowledgement for you. Now, I want to say after this, I'm not getting into this rolling around in the hay and in the, in the sand with those who are twisted in the head about their place in this world, in this place in history, and what has been taught to them in the white history books that don't tell them everything, because these people obviously have never researched. It's a lot of emotionalism from these cult leaders who are provided by the government to get you emotional, to look at your brother like he's something else because the ship dropped us somewhere else, right? Now here's yeah. another one, Victor Thomas, here's your 15 minutes of fame on the Landscurve Show. He says, after Denmark Vesey, these Africans and so-called African-Americans and engaging in PR campaign to clean Africa's historical ass. However, slavery is growing in Nigeria as we speak. And then someone else named Davis C. 6837 said an hour ago, notice no reply to the truth. All right, well, here's a reply. I don't hide behind a keyboard. And when I roll with somebody, we don't roll with just a cheap person speaking out of some rhetoric. We have an intellectual gangster here who is part of history. 
American history right here that you're looking at. Okay, and he's showing his face. I called him on the phone and here he is. A lot of people talk trash. I'm gonna come back and they never come back. Don't put me in that category. You don't know who I know. Go ahead, brother, and speak on all this. Right. Thank you. First of all, it's no doubt that there was slavery in Africa prior to the Atlantic slave trade for centuries. There's slavery going on among different empires, different nation states. That's truth. The issue is what type of slavery and what was taking place. First of all, there are four types of slavery, slavery that I'm going to deal with and a fifth one. The first one, there was slavery in reference to two states having a war. And oftentimes the prisoners would be placed into a servitude system by the enemy. That happened. It was common. That did happen. Secondly, there's a second type of slavery where a payment, whereby a family member or a family group may have a debt to another group, to another family, and in fact, and a person is sold into slavery to take over a debt. Then there's another type of slavery, and that is the prison system, peonage, penal system, whereby a person who has been convicted of a crime, they can also be placed into slavery. And then there's a fourth type, inheritance. All right, person can inherit a slave. This happened in Africa. But what makes that much different than the slavery you had with the Europeans and the Americans was that the slavery in Africa like this was one where their humanity was never taken from them. That means this, it wasn't perpetual. That is, when they were enslaved, they can get out of that system by good work, by just a time period. And they will have full rights of anyone else within that society. Secondly, the slavery that they were in never forced them to uh, 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 depart from their culture, their way of life, their name. That was different in American slavery. The third element of this is that even some slaves uh, of a state, when they became free, they became great men and women of society, leaders, even generals, even statesmen. You didn't have that in American society and in European society. So the slavery they had was a system that was benign, compar that's compa comparable to the one that came in America that was not uh, uh, benign. Now also note, the slavery that you have like this would have been around for centuries. But according to records that we have, we have that no more than nine to 11 million people were put into this type of system. That's interesting. Now, some of you may say, well, that's a lot of people. Well, compare that to the European and American slavery that brought to the Americas over 100 million people. That's a big difference. 
10 million to 100 million. That is a big difference. And along with that, the guy who calls himself Denmark BC, well, you call yourself Denmark BC because you don't know your real name. Because your people were brought into slavery and their real name was taken from them. You don't know your language. You speak a colonized language. I speak a colonized language. You don't know Swahili. You don't know Ga. You don't know Wolof. You don't know Igbo. You don't know Mandingo. You don't know nothing. All right. So now what's taking place, brother, brother Denmark VC, you have allowed the system to ingrain you with a new ideology. They're trying to create a school of thought at the universities, at the colleges, that one, slavery in America was not so bad. And secondly, the perpetrators of slavery were your own people. Now note, no denying, there were some small slave trade raiders that were Africans that used to go up and down the Niger. But they were small, very small, very minute. If you look at the, the, the number of slaves that came through your uh, Africans to Europeans or Indians, you're looking at less than 1% of, of, the, uh, of, of, the, of the people who were in bondage that came that way. Less than 1%. I'll put it to you in this manner. Except for the story of Alex Haley, Kunta Kinte, which says that he was uh, uh, captured by another group of Africans. How many other stories have you heard like that are duplicated in the annals of American history in the United States or in Europe or in Central America? You don't find them because, more, because there are more stories of Europeans doing the capturing. Now, you may ask the question, why would some Africans do this? Well, you have some Africans who had a split personality like you. And it did it for monetary means, rifles. All right, not gold, but just rifles, guns. No more than what some people do here, but it was again a small, minute group of people. Don't confuse it. Now, if some of you want to say, well, I don't want to come to Africa because those people brought me into slavery. Well, people like Denmark and others, I would tell you, don't go to Harlem. Don't go to the south side of Chicago. Don't go to Nashville. Don't go to Memphis, Tennessee. Why? What are you saying, uh, Professor Muhammad? I'm saying this, that you had a number of black Americans who were slavers, who owned slaves in South Carolina, in North Carolina, and Mississippi. So don't go to those places if you want to, if you want to get hot about it. But they were small, minor groups, minor people, and a small percentage. If you want to get hot about it, don't go to Native American reservations. Don't talk about them. Don't call them your brothers because some of them enslaved black people. But it was a small group, minority group. Hey, if you want to get funny about it, don't even talk about that you're going to fight for the rights of gay people. Because most of the slavers who were Europeans, they were homosexuals. All right? 
and they and they did terrible things to black men. So don't don't get caught up in this little petty little thing to make you sound like a fool. Because there's more in common with the African and African American people than there are differences. Let me tell you something. They don't want you to have a relationship with Africa. So therefore they teach you this petty garbage. Why not? Africa is developing more millionaires than any place in the world outside of China. But you won't know this. While the white man coming over here and getting involved with every type, every line of industry, and the Chinese are doing it, and the Indians are doing it, you back home in Harlem, you back home in Chicago talking about, oh, I don't want to go to Africa because some of them enslaved my people. You sound like a fool. All right? Africa is a living continent that's growing, that's dynamic, and everything that's, that's, that's good is coming out of Africa right now. Everything. I deal with four car companies in Africa. I deal with epidemiologists in, in Africa. I deal with professors and scholars and intellectuals in Africa. I deal with diplomats in Africa. And it's not the Africa that they're trying to pose to you that these Africans did something to your people, that these Africans don't like African-Americans, that these Africans are your enemy. Get out of that, side, that way of thinking. That way of thinking is Negro thinking. So here we go. Some Africans who were involved in the, uh, uh, the slave trade openly capturing. Again, that was minor. In fact about it, I can't and you can't name one nation, one empire of Africa that were involved, that was involved in chattel slavery. Tell me now, tell me one. If you tell me one, I'll send $1,000 to lands and he'll send it to you. But my money is good. All right? I want to send you no check. It would be a money, or I'll give you a good money order. But forget it. We'll just do it. What do you call that thing? Cash app. Cash app. That's right. Yeah. Show me that I'm wrong and bring your proof. So we have to get out of this. What other? What else, uh, Lance? Wow. Let me digest that. I learned. <laughs> I just want to say that. Um, oh, before, before. I'm, I'm, I'm heavy now. Now, you, no, one person talked about slavery in Nigeria. We have a problem in slavery all over the world. But don't get it confused with manhood suffrage and that type of slavery. We're talking about sex slavery. All right. I live in Orlando. And Orlando is the number one city in North America dealing with sex slavery. And you're still coming here to see Disney World and Universal. And a country, India, deals with sex slavery. They go into Nigeria and they go into Ghana telling these young girls that they could be part of Bollywood. And when they get there, they're in sex slavery. I don't hear you talking bad about the Indians. They have sex slavery in China and Israel. You're not saying nothing about that either. All right? You have sex slavery in Australia. They come into Namibia. 
and Botswana, all right, and Angola, taking people, our young people there, promising them opportunities of education, opportunities of a good job and wealth, opportunities of being in film and that type of industry. And when they get there, these young girls, they take, they, they take their passports and put them in porn and make them street whores and all this type of thing. And your people who are talking about slavery, you don't mention a word about that. If you want to see some sex slaves, walk down Orange Blossom Trail in Orlando. Go to the strip in Las Vegas. Go to lower Manhattan and, and Broadway in New York. Go to Compton in LA. Come on now, what's wrong with you? It's terrible to take little things. I'm maybe I'm, I'm not being intellectual enough because maybe I get a little emotional, but that's okay. Because when you talk about my people and then you talk about what people like myself are trying to do on the mother continent and trying to bridge this, 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 this connection between the African-American, the Afro-Latino and the African, I do get emotional. No different than Jews in Ukraine get emotional when they're dealing with Jews in Israel. They have that right because they're talking about unification of the original with the diaspora. I like that. With the original and the diaspora. So you must know what we're talking about. Don't get caught up in polemics. Don't become a internet gangster with no with no bullets. You got to come strong. You got to know the truth. Yes, brother Lance. Yes, I do have a few more questions for you on that because me being online, I admit there is no way that I'm going to compete with the vast decades of study and work that you've done all over this world. So if I come with something, I'm going to come with somebody who is knowledgeable. Many of these individuals don't travel. It doesn't mean you can't learn in the day of Google and the internet, but there's nothing like traveling and actually being there. And I find that many of these people do not travel extensively to speak from experience, but they get on with a fraudulent name on a keyboard and want to throw things. But sometimes you poke the bear or you poke the wrong bear and you find out you're in a sorry state of affairs. Just for the record, if you can even remember the amount of places that you've traveled to across this wonderful planet, just, just tell the audience and, and tell me again, places you've been, brother. Well, first of all, I, I'm blessed to have traveled to over 130 countries, easy. All right, I, am, I have been blessed to travel. People ask me, where do you travel? Were you in the military? No, only, only the military of God. <laughs> you know, in the military of our people. What were you doing? Some people think that I was spy and so forth. I traveled to learn. In the Quran, it teaches us that Allah 
made people in tribes and nations to know each other. You cannot know each other if you stay in your own little corner. So you travel, you study. In fact, I'm, 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 I'm en route pretty soon to Sri Lanka because of the problems they're having there. Because we have people there too. You didn't know they had black people there, did you? No, I know. I know, but most of them. Right, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. They look like somebody from my south side of Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> but they're in trouble because of uh, turbulence. So I have traveled extensively through Africa, extensively through Europe, um, every country in the Caribbean, every country in Central America, every country in South America. All right. And of course, the United States and North and Canada. So Which is 30, that pretty much covers most of it, right? Yeah, I mean, I haven't spent that much time in Asia, but I will be going, right. all right, because I have to study and, and I'm dealing with some people in that area. But when you begin to travel, you begin to see several things. You begin to see that people are very similar. People want justice and liberation and freedom. People want to be able to make a few dollars so they can have a vacation with their family, so they can have opportunities for education, so they can have a decent house, a decent car, or a decent clothes. People want the same thing all over the world. People want peace. People want love. People want understanding. People want to be protective of the environment, of the, of the, of the, of the water, of the animals, of the insects. Most people, especially people outside of Europe, Europeans have another issue, all right? They are, they are people historically, I'm not sounding mean or racist or anything, but historically, they have, been, they have been a people who destroyed things, destroyed the environment, destroyed most of the natural resources of a community, destroyed animal life, insect life, plant life, Everywhere they go, they have created mischief, especially from the aisles and the eyes of, the, of, of America. I mean, it's like that. They, they, they talk about bringing peace and democracy and love, and they leave mischief and, and, and hostility and destruction. We see that in Libya. We see that in, in Iraq. We see that in Syria. We see that in South America. We see that everywhere they go. All right? You know, it's so bad now they have even destroyed the world. Do you realize, Lance, that somehow that the world right now is rotating faster than what it's supposed to be? I saw that. What, All right. Yeah, 0. And, 0.0124 yeah. Yeah, seconds, something good. like that. And, yeah. and, and what it means, it means increased volcanic eruptions, increased earthquakes, it means some things that we can't even imagine. And you say, why is this taking place? It's taking place because, now I'm gonna sound like the imam that I am now. It's my third hat. It's because there are some things that the human community, Europeans and Americans in particularly, have done to go against nature, go against God. And there has to be an, an apology, an element of asking for forgiveness. Right now, look around in the last three years. Look, look at what has happened to the United States. Three, four years ago, we bragged about that we were untouchable. 
the strongest economy, the greatest military, the greatest educational system, the greatest medical system. It all has crumbled like a deck of cards. What? The COVID? We have more. We have more uh, uh, variants of COVID, uh, coronavirus that you can imagine. Over two hundred different uh, uh, variables of this. Two hundred. All right, and it's still killing eight hundred to a thousand people a day in the United States. You're not talking about it. I'm an epidemiologist. I know it. I do the I do the research. They have more stuff that's taking place. The monkeypox. They try to make it like as as an African thing. But do you know that there are two strains that's taking place in America, one from Europe and one from Africa? And they used to try to say, well, it's only a homosexual thing. No, it's not. It's being jumped from, from droplets, a spittle, when you talk, right into somebody else's system. All right? And it gets into your eyes, your nose, your back of your throat, your anus, your vagina, uh, everywhere you can imagine. And it's horrible. A horrible sickness and a horrible death. If that's not bad enough, we saw polio coming back in the United States. We thought we got rid of that. That's taking place. It's about time that you people, that us, I'm talking, you people, I'm talking about myself as well, <clears throat> that, we, that we get rid of this, this petty differences of argument and focus on stuff that really counts. That's really important. Arguing about slavery is not going to do us much good now. I can give you the historical fact, and which I did, and I hope you take heed from it, and I hope you do some more research. But it's not helping our situation now. Right now. Right now, the United States, most many of you are listening from the United States. The United States is on the verge of four wars. Four. We're already fighting in Ukraine. We have our soldiers there. We have our, our military advisors. They're using our weapons. And Russia is kicking them butt out of, uh, out of NATO and America right now. And they're carving up Ukraine. All right, just slowly carving it up. And the United States, along with Biden, want to do want to put more money into it. Then as that is that not bad enough. We're trying to pick a conflict with North Korea by the use of Japan and South Korea. And 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 and, and North Korea saying, listen, we would not only attack Japan and South Korea with nukes, we have some now that can meet America. You're not even thinking, people, about real stuff. If that's not bad enough, then you have Biden said we're going to protect Taiwan. You do not want to get into a conflict with China. 1.8 billion people on in their military. In their military. All right? And they have supersonic weapons like uh, like 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 uh, Russia, and we have no defense. No, we not we, we don't want that. Then we try to pick something with Iran. All right? And Iran said that if you bother us, all the Mid-East is going to go up in flames. 
And why is this important to us? Because 29 to 30% of the American military is made up of black men and women. Think about that. You're only 11, 11% of the population, but 30% of the military. And don't think you're going to be home at ROTC, just chilling out. Don't think you're going to be hanging out in Hiroshima, all right, or Frankfurt, doing nothing. You're going to the front, brothers and sisters. You got to think what's taking place. And as that is taking place, look at the look at the economy. We're not in a recession. We're in almost a global depression. Lance, I went to Publix the other day just to get some things, and I went to Walmart. Shelves are beginning to get empty. They were getting empty when you left. But now it's horrible. And now, you know, I used to pay about $400, $500 a month in, in food. Now it's $800, Lance. Every day someone is calling me saying, Dr. Professor Imam, help me. Our people, that little stimulus check that you all thought you got, it's gone. You thought you were living high on the, I shouldn't say this a Muslim, on the hog. <laughs> all right. I said, high on the lamb. How about that? You know. <laughs> but you have nothing. High on the chicken. You have nothing now. All right. What are you going to do? Medicine is not coming in, Lance. Because most of our medicine, our pharmaceuticals, we get, we make our medicines in India. All right? And the United States is trying to pick a pick an argument with them because India is getting ready to join Brexit. I think they have joined Brexit. You know, so, so we live in, in tough times. So while we're talking about, hey, you know, Africans enslaved me, talking about something you don't know nothing about, your whole world is, world is about to crumble because you're, some, you're stuck in some philosophical argument that makes little sense. If I was any of you, I would, I would be trying to find out how Lance get over there. See, Lance, he is a bold fella. He didn't talk about it. Most of us talk about, I want to go to Africa. What does Africa uh, need and what I can do? Lance. Lance had a beautiful home here. I went to his. I used to go to his house. Lance had beautiful cars. Lance was loved by the people, black people, in Orlando, Central Florida. He was on his bus. He knew everyone. He was an uncrowned, uh, unelected black mayor. That's how many people knew him. You got away with words, brother. Thank you so much. He, 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 he yes, it's, it's the truth. And when he, when you, when you heard him come on the air, he didn't say, "I'm coming on the air from Disney World." I'm coming in from beautiful Kissimmee. He said, "I'm coming in from Pine Hills, in the hood, <laughs> in the hood," and he's coming black, strong, and tough. He was a gangster. He, did, he had a good life here. But he said, I want to make this move. And he went out on faith 
and intellectual determinism. Him and his wife, they did not know what they were going to find in Africa. You see, it's one thing to read about Africa and, it's another, and, and, and to have a, 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 a story-filled idea about Africa. But he didn't really know. And when he, when he got there, he had to figure things out. How many of you have that type of guts? Many of you don't. Many of you, when you travel from New York, you're not going to the hinterlands like or like uh, like Colorado. You're going to Atlanta, where other black people are. You're going to Houston. You're going to L.A. You're going to places that you're familiar with. He went to a place he was not familiar with. And I have to take off my hat to the brother. And we have other brothers and sisters doing it. And we need more because your salvation, our salvation is on the continent. One thing about, I'm, I'm seeing now, Lance, with the black leaders in Africa, they're becoming more and more independent. I mean, I'm, I'm crazy about the president of Senegal. When um, uh, I think it's Zelensky of the Ukraine said that, hey, listen, we need you to fight and for us. Uh, the president of Senegal said, no, that's your conflict. We're not dealing with that. That's Europeans and stuff. When, when uh, Zelensky went to speak to the heads of states of the African Union, guess what? Out of 56 leaders, only four listened to him. Because they said, we're not about that. We're about our own survival and our own interest. Even Biden sent his girlfriend, Kamala Harris, all over here to try to say something. They're not listening. And as black people and black leaders have taken on a new stroke in Africa of being completely independent and fighting for their own independence and struggle, guess what? Latin Americans are doing it too. Check this out, Lance. When the United States and Biden held the Latin American summit in Los Angeles, Guess what? Several Latin American leaders and Caribbean leaders, leaders didn't show up because he wanted to push this idea that you got to boycott Russia. And they took on the image and the ideas of Nelson Mandela. When, when, when Ted Koppel said to Nelson Mandela that, listen, why are you friends with Colonel Gaddafi in Libya? And Nelson Mandela said, just because he's your enemy doesn't make him my enemy. And that's what they said all over the world now. This whole thing that's taking place in Europe and everybody against Russia is only Europeans. <laughs> everybody else is just abstaining. That's not my problem. All right? I'm going to I'm going to get my grain. All I know is that Russia is helping with educational institutions like China, building bridges building industry, and they're not telling me that I can't be an African? Like you telling me, America? You see, Americans, African-Americans need to know this. And even some Africans need to know this because some Africans don't know, know this at all. All right? It's a new day that's coming. It's a new world that's taking place right in front of your eyes. 
that Allah, God, is building with you, the African, and the African-American in the forefront. But don't be so stupid not to recognize it or you'll lose your place. Everything has a season. I'm sorry, you have another question? I mean, no, I just get excited by keep, this, man. Keep on being excited. I'm sitting here and I'm just blown away how you're tying everything in together. Just roll with it, brother. I mean, it, coming on your show, it's like, you know, you ever, you know, had an old girlfriend before you got married, right? And you haven't seen her in a long time. You say, you're so happy. Oh, man, you look so pretty. You fine. How you doing? You just have a lot. It's coming on your show. It's like seeing my old girlfriend. I'm so excited. I can't help myself. <laughs> just let it flow. <laughs> There's always don't a send me home yet. I, don't send me home. Whenever, whenever there's a table set for everybody to eat, even if you're not here, there's a table set for you, a plate, a, a glass, and some food for you just in case you yeah. come on through. Yeah. Last, I, I didn't tell you that I have a new book coming out called Blacklisted. Really? And yes. You yes, got to come yes. on. Tell Rutgers, us about Rutgers it. Press. Rutgers Press. And, and Blacklisted is about how they try to the American system, how they try to undermine independent black thought and thinkers, not just black, but also whites who are thinking differently. Right. And, and this has been an ongoing trend heavy now for the last 20 years. So now what they're doing this, they highlight other people. I'll give you a case of point with this. I know some people are going to get mad at me. Well, I don't care because everybody's mad at me sometimes. So that's part of my... Let it all hang out, brother. Don't hold back. No. It's like, uh, one, Netflix. You know, the Nation of Islam have put out a documentary on Louis Farrakhan that was going to air on Netflix a couple of years ago. Because of outside pressure, they didn't air it. But now with the airing, they're airing a documentary by Ben Crump, about Ben Crump, the attorney. Now, I respect Mr. Crump, right? But his civil rights litigation, getting money for people. But he is not a Louis Farrakhan, who has been in the struggle for over 50, 60 years. Who's the only man in the United States who is black, who is any man, white, black, yellow, or green, they can come to a city on a on a Sunday night and call for a meeting on a Monday and have over 15,000 people in the audience. He's the only man. He's independent like you are. All right. That speaks to the needs and the heart of our people. But instead of putting him on the air, they put what you call a maid leader. What I mean by that, Crump, he gets money for victims, but he has no record of being able to push any bills into law to change the conditions that will stop police brutality against black people. They know he can't do it. They promote that. So therefore, they, cre they, they, they create a man, a, a, a leader for themselves that sounds radical, that sounds inspiring, but really cannot change the lot of what is taking place 
in the United States. So therefore, you continue to have police brutality. There's not going to be, they're not going to highlight a Farrakhan who has the mechanism to make a dent in it. While Ben Crump, he's just chasing the case. Interesting element that they have like that. Secondly, remember last when they had the Trevon Martin thing and I, and I started writing things about the peacekeepers, a group called the peacekeepers? Now, the peacekeepers is a group by the, by the Department of Justice. Anytime black people get into a spat about racial inequality and they begin to protest, they send these Negroes out along with a couple of liberal whites to the black communities and they preach one thing. The first thing they preach, well, brothers and sisters, is going to be a peaceful demonstration. So they put that narrative, peaceful, peaceful. And when you put that narrative there of being peaceful, it sounds as if black people are crazy. Like if, if you don't keep saying peace, they're going to be violent. For the things that black people have you, done, the things that white people have done to black people in the United States, black people should be the most violent people in the, in the world, but they're not. That's right. All right. Even, we make them mad at each other. We, we more liable to shoot each other than shoot anybody else. Exactly. If, if you could remember, brother, they were there at the uh, George Zimmerman case. Yeah. And we both were there outside. That's right, that's and, right. and we had, there was all the media out there. And Sister Luana was right. there. That's right, Sister And how you funny. helped me. Say it again. Uh, before you go on, Luana now is running for the um, county commission, and she has a good chance of winning. All right, I'll, I'll, yeah. still, I'll, I'll get it on. Even though I'm here, I'll still get it on. But it was funny because you had all the media lined up in their trucks out there. Yeah. And when Luana walked through, they all know her. And you heard them whispering. But then when we turned the corner and we met, and you were speaking about the peacekeepers then because they were there right. trying to get press outside right outside there in Florida, the George Zimmerman Trayvon Martin case. Mm -hmm. I had my little camera and you saw me and you were able to facilitate getting Brother Akbar Muhammad with me on the show for the first time. And several yeah. times we met after that and all beautiful thing. But that day they were out there. And why do they do this? I mean, you already explained it, but you see how they watch us and they know our power and they don't want us, not necessarily for violence, but to use that power that we have in a, in a, in a focused way, in a sustained way, not right. just burn down a few places and get mad and go back to the Korean at the mall to go get hair or go whatever, but to keep it sustained. Because yeah. you know, as a fighter that you are, as, as eloquent as you speak, you can kick some ass with them hands you got, right? <laughs> I'm trying, John. Nobody, I'm trying to stay safe. <laughs> and every time I see you, you look younger and younger and younger. So there's definitely a force from within pushing against the forces that are on the outside, and you're winning. We want to know how you do that. But it's brothers like yourself, scholars like yourself, men, men of substance like yourself, that are the thread in the suit of the black community because you can have the prettiest suit with the strongest fabric 
But if you remove the thread from it, it's just a matter of time before you're naked. Yeah. So we need you. And well, see, these people who are in their mainstream so-called media, they know you. They know Luana Geltzer. I was surprised that a lot of them knew me. And I'm like, whoa. Oh, yeah, but I said know. to myself, when I came to Accra, and when I came to Ghana, I'm not going to let up off their ass, even if I'm over here. That's right. This is what I do. And I appreciate well, you for who you are, but continue on on what you're saying. I just wanted to well, say one that. One of the things you're doing, you're following the uh, the lead of uh, W.E. Du Bois. You know, when he left America to go to uh, go to Ghana and did some great work there. They don't want people like us, you see. I mean, the leaders that we have now, um, for example, many of my academic colleagues who are black, they don't do the research that I do. They're, they're more in line to do superficial research to get on mainline media. They all now want to be superstars on CNN and, 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 and Fox. So therefore, they speak a language and do a research that's palatable for other people and not ourselves. You see, that's all what they want. And that's where they're going. They're not doing real research any longer. The so-called leaders that's political or that's social, they have castrated themselves. I mean, they, they have sold out in many respects. They sound good. And the only reason why they sound good is because we, the public, are not doing the research, not doing the analyzing, and not questioning them. So they can put any type of bill on us. And all they have us to think is that if we vote, things can change. That's bullshit. It's not changing. It's only going to change from the grassroots, from our intellect, from our protest, from our faith in God, and willing to die on our principles. Die and kill on our principles. And until you get to that point, until you get to that point, nothing changes. Nothing changes within American society. You know, today I talked about in the Koopa that we have to be careful of our friendship because some of our friends would take us to hell. What I'm suggesting is that if we take people and organizations within this society as your friend, you will be going to hell with them. It is time to separate psychologically and ultimately physically. Your home is Africa. Your home, at least you can't get to Africa, get to the Caribbean. Can't get to the Caribbean, go to Brazil. <laughs> I was just in Brazil too, I forgot to tell you. Uh, had, a, had a great time there. And they have a they have a black movement that's kicking butt there too. I heard. Yeah, they they doing some. I, I should have caught you from Brazil, but I'll be back there pretty soon. When you, you travel, just give me a short call so we can put you live and you can show everything yes, yes, as you yes. globe trot. You know. Yes. But so what I learned from you many years ago, many people don't understand that with South America, there is more of an African. Culture, culture and influence that has, is more intact 
than what we have in America. But, but we don't hear about that. Yeah. We, we don't understand this. So we, we see posters in the travel agency, Brazil, and, and all we see is blonde hair and light skin, but many don't realize that when you go down there, speak on that if you can, just well, briefly. I mean, most of Latin America are people of African descent. I mean, 10% of Mexicans are black people. People don't know. All right, you have 60, 70% of Brazilians are black people. You, you see this when you, when you see the World Games or the Olympics, all the shows and things. Colombia, the same way. But the problem is just like in the United States, many of these people don't have the money to travel. Uh, they're discriminated against. They don't, they're, they're, they're locked in jails and so forth. And they only give us certain opportunities like sports and entertainment, much like the United States. But now, but there's a new movement though. There's a movement of, of, of black independence, black strength, black accomplishments that's taking place. And you talk about Brazil and the United States. I would say in some ways, Brazil, especially in the area called Bahia Salvador, is more African than many African states. I'll put, I'll put, it, like, I'll put it like this, in religion. Now, of course, I'm a Muslim, and I love being a Muslim. And I, but I also accept my African spirituality with, without question. I accept it. But many of my African friends and peers and family members, right, they don't accept their African spirituality. They will tell you quickly, oh, yes, my, my ancestors were uh, uh, practiced a pagan religion, things like that, negative about their own culture, their own religion. However, in Bahia, when you go to Bahia, they practice an African religion called Candomblé. Beautiful. And Macumba. And you see African saints, the seven African kings, or, saint, or the seven African uh, saints, all over the place in statues and pictures, on, on, on and billboards. They're saying, yes, I may be Catholic, but my roots are African spirituality. And when the people have that, I have to give respect to. Because instead of them saying another religion is secondary, they're saying, I mean, it's, it's, it's first, they're saying my religion is first, the other is secondary, as opposed to saying the outside religion is first and my own spirituality is secondary. But if people can embrace their own spirituality and their own strength, you have a serious people, you have a tough people to deal with because you can't fool them. I mean, that's like, I would never expect to go to Italy and find the Pentecostal church overrunning that society. That's a Catholic society. And they love their Catholicism and it's rooted in their culture. And I have to respect that. You see, they're not going to have anything else. America is a, is, is, a, is, a, is a Puritan society. All right? You got to respect that. But when you change your religion and you deny your religion, your spirituality for something else, you lose 80% of your soul and 80% of your strength. It's like my dress, right? Brother Lance, look yes. at me. Look, I think I look pretty good. Yes, you are. <laughs> you're, you're a model. 
I, I don't know about that. I'm just messing with I you. But see you with a magazine cover soon. Oh, man, come on. But seriously, this is how I dress most of the time. Now, even my African friends and some Africans I don't even know, stop me downtown. Just stop. They asked me, am I, am I Nigerian or from Ghana someplace? I said, no. I'm from a small island called Manhattan. <laughs> Just but, <laughs> but they see that I'm, I'm wearing this and I have empowerment. And I'm giving them empowerment. Many of them are afraid to wear this. I said, if you can wear this in the city of Dakar, if you can wear this in Lagos, if you can wear this in Accra, if you can wear this in, 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 in South Africa, then why can't you wear it in America and Europe? Don't be afraid of who you are. I think Honorable Elijah Muhammad used to put it this way, be yourself. That's right. Be yourself. Now, as I think I'm going to have to go, I have an, I forgot I have another meeting coming up in 10 minutes. <laughs> you know I'll never tell you to stop, but I'm always going to be respectful of your time. Well, I, I hope... I hope um, your 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 listeners got something from it. Um, if they have did. arguments, I mean that's fine. Sometimes we can argue to learn. You see, and even though we were on little uh, on brother Denmark VC, uh, we appreciate his comments. And 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 as long as he's writing and talking, that means he's willing to learn. And and he's willing to have a dialogue so that we can be better as a people. Yes. And that's what we need. You know, and and your show is much better than the Black News Network. With uh, they have the kind of heavy set brother Martin somebody. Oh yeah. 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 But oh. you know, well, we need more people like you because he's being paid for by other people. And when other people pay you, they control your language. Compromised. Absolutely. All right. Exactly. And, and time. So yeah. So let me. Uh, you know, when you need me again, let me let me know. Yes. I just want to say that this was just going to be a five-minute audio recording because I know you're busy. I said I just need five minutes of your knowledge because I know you're the person who can get the job done. I might be the mechanic on the weekend that can change the tires and change the oil and the brakes. When it comes time for a major engine overhaul, I have to call Dr. Issa Vibert White Muhammad, because PhD, because you're the one who, there's no doubt as to who you are. And, and I'm, I'm gonna talk to you in private another time. About yes, setting sir. some things up. And um, we missed you. This is your home. You can call me any time of day or night and like a fireman, I'll be there to put out the fires of ignorance with you and allow you to do so. Oh, before you go, I, I just, I don't know if you saw this breaking news, CBS, I'm looking at it now. You know, Alex Jones, um, he's a controversial journalist for another side. And he admitted. $45.2 million of punitive damages. See what now? He has to pay $45.2 million and punitive damages. His, his voice is really going to be jacked up after this. Oh, yeah. Because you yeah. know how he talks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, so we, that's a sign for all of us. But anyway. Yeah, you see. May, may, yes, may God, may, 
Allah will protect us. The spirits of Africa will protect us. And our intellect will protect us. And we will stay strong, yes. bold, tough, and to the hereafter. There you go. Yes, sir. Thank Take you so care. much, my brother. I'm Thank a you. pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. brother. Peace. Peace. Thank you.
Oh, sorry about that. Just want to say thank you all so much for being here with us tonight. There'll be more surprise gems like this. There'll be some very much super surprises coming if I could line them up. This one dropped in my lap. Uh, I want to thank Dr. Issa White Muhammad for taking some time out of his travels and his studies, his research and his writing of his books to, um, you know, come here and enlighten those who were previously ignorant to certain things. No one here because you already know the deal. And in the future, if there's anything that we need to deal with on that level, we will deal with it and we'll deal with it head on. We'll deal with it uh, in a factual way. And it won't be something that will be ignorant, rolling around in the dirt. Um, I won't waste my time doing that. But when something needs to be addressed, we do have a lot of backup, a lot of backup, more than what you know here on this channel. And um, we're going to bring it that way. So I wanted to drop some music, but for some reason, the music wasn't coming through. So I'll just drop a song again because I thought it was working. But um, we're going to be on Clubhouse at midnight. Um, I urge you to go to Clubhouse and join us on the Lance Scurve show on Clubhouse. I didn't make the link yet, but you can go there. I'm going to make the link after the show is over. And um, we're going to have some fun. It's a Friday night show that we have called Freaky Friday. But it's a lot of intellectual dialogue. And we do go on unhinged in a special way like that. So I will play a song or attempt to do so. And everything's going to work out all right. But the meat of it was brought. And I know that this is going to be shared and liked and put out there because you're not going to hear this kind of stuff in the mainstream media. Okay? Much love. I take pack to the lung, kill the stress to the head. I'm trying to do more for the soul, way less for the bread. Oh, yes, sir. Uh, I take pack to the lung, kill the stress to the head. I see the things that they do way less than they say. Cause it's a war on the real, baby, look outside. Uh, a war on the real, baby, look out. Cause it's a war on the real, baby, look outside. Uh, a war on the real, baby, look out. Cause it's a war on the real, baby, look outside. Uh, a war on the real, baby, look out. Cause it's a war on the real, baby, look outside. Uh, a war on the real, baby, look out. Can't be a real, might get you canceled. The whole system need to dismantle. Coppers treated like the utmost warning. Trying to rule the block, but don't know what goes on me. News got a story with a new take on me. Carrying out the window with the screw face on me. But I know that God love me when my burn. 95 degrees and I can't get sunburned. Wonder when your government don't make me legal. Burn the whole city if I can't be equal. Get off my Please, Brad, I earned that. 400 years, how you still ain't learned? I take pack to the lung, kill the stress to the head. I'm trying to do more for the soul, way less for the bread. Oh, yes, sir. Uh, I take pack to the lung, kill the stress to the head. I see the things that they do way less than they say. Cause it's a war on the real, baby, look outside. Uh, a war on the real, baby, look out. Cause it's a war on the real, baby, look outside. Uh, a war on the real, baby, look out. Cause it's a war on the real, baby, look outside. Uh, a war on the real, baby, look out. Cause it's a war on the real, baby, look outside. Uh, a war on the real, baby, look out. 
Shout out to the trying to gentrify the genre. Tell them free my middle finger to your honor. In the days coming down the seconds on the timer. Goofy still trying to purchase that designer. About to buy learn to grow my own food cause I don't like the look they get me in the whole foods and when you stay ready you ain't gotta get ready but it ain't on me now I'm limping cause my heavy but ain't sweet think we thin my whole attitude on MC Ren it's my neighborhood now Bob I bought that 400 years how you still ain't caught that I take pack to the lung kill the stress to the heat I'm trying to do more for the soul, way less for the bread. Oh, yes, sir. Uh, I take pack to the lung, kill the stress to the head. I see the things that they do, way less than they say. Because it's a war on the real, baby, look outside. Uh, a war on the real, baby, look out. Because it's a war on the real, baby, look outside. Uh, a war on the real, baby, look out. Because it's a war on the real, baby, look outside. Uh, a war on the real, baby, look out. Because it's a war on the real, baby, look outside. Uh, a war on the real, baby, look out.